2: Hi, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast. My name is Jamie Ivey, and I am your host. And today on the Happy Hour, we have my friend Megan McCammett, and she is a great friend of mine who is a teacher. She loves books. Um, she is single, uh, and we just have a great time chatting. We talk today about her family. Her middle sister has a special needs. We talk about life, growing up with a child that is different in your family. We talk about teaching. Um, I got all the lowdown on how to bless your teachers throughout the year. So you're going to want to hear that. And we talk about books and what we're reading. Um, I know you're going to love it. I want to thank all of you guys who are leaving comments. Kelly left a comment on the website that says, love this. From one mom to another, this is so fun and true. We'll be listening all the time. Keep on coming. Thanks. It made my day wonderful. Thanks a lot, Kelly. Lindsay Thompson left a comment that says, I love Noonday and I love your podcast. Been listening while I run. I've had Jessica Honegger on, who's the founder of Noonday. I also had Wynn Elder, who is an ambassador with Noonday. I love everything about Noonday. And so thanks for listening, Lindsay. Elizabeth left a comment on the blog that said, I love your blog post and I've been enjoying the podcast. Thank you for sharing so much from your heart and for discussing relevant topics. Elizabeth, I'm glad that you see what happens on the podcast as relevant. Because that's what I love about this podcast is that we just talk about anything and everything. We can talk about serious stuff. Just stuff that's not serious at all. And it's just fun. It's just girlfriends hanging out. Alex left a comment on the website that said, I'm loving your podcast. My husband and I live in India right now. And your podcast has been a great way to detox after a long day and remind myself that I'm a normal person outside of my current context. Alex, I'm so glad that you're listening. And thank you so much for your comment. I want to let you guys know about Stitcher. Stitcher is a great way to listen to podcasts straight from your iPad, iPhone, your smartphone. You download an app, and then you just search for the podcast. It's under my name, Jamie Ivy. I'd love it if you subscribe to it. I'd love it if you left a comment. It helps other people find the show. Most importantly, I love that you're here today. You're going to love our conversation that Megan and I have, and I hope that you feel as though you were just at happy hour with some girlfriends, having great conversation. So thanks for listening wherever you are, running errands with your kids, doing dishes, working out, wherever today takes you. I hope you make the most of it and love it. Thanks for listening to The Happy Hour. Have a great day. Hey, Megan, welcome to the happy hour. Hey, how's it going, girl? Good. Okay, I introduced you, and I said that you were a teacher and a friend and all that kind of stuff, but I also want to tell everyone that you're also Story's BFF.
1: Oh, yeah, we are, I mean, we are BFFs. We have so much fun together. Okay, so
2: when I was in Mexico last week, um, Story stayed with Megan for a couple days, but before Story went to Megan's house, Aaron had taken Story out on a date, which is so cute, by the way.
1: Oh, I know. I love that he does that. And then you sent, you know, we're not on social media. So right. you sent me the picture and I was like, oh, she looks so cute. She got all yeah. dressed up. They went
2: to second bar and grill. Is it bar and grill or second bar? Second? Dang. When- I know. yeah
1: I'm like, my dad did not take me to second bar and grill. Well, I was we like, going- oh, I want to go out. Take me out. <laughs> yeah. For the love. Come so on. So they went to second, is
2: it bar and grill or second kitchen? What is it? Second, second bar and kitchen. Okay. Second bar and kitchen. So they went there, had amazing food. Cause that's one of our favorite restaurants in Austin. And then he took yeah. her on a, you know, those pedicabs. Yes. Oh, I bet her- she loved that. She loved it. And they went and had ice cream. Isn't
1: that a fun date? Yes, man, <laughs> I know all you single guys out there about to do a date. There you go right there. If that's what's happening for a five-year-old, yeah, exactly. it definitely needs to be happening for 28 year olds. So, on
2: story. And Aaron were on this date and it was before we went to Mexico and Aaron was like, Hey, are you looking forward to staying with your friend's house? Cause she was with our friend Janet and then with our friends, the Ots and the Stewarts, and you, and he's like, and she said, yes. And she said, well, yeah, I get to see my best friend. And Erin's like, oh, is it Maddie Rose or Karis? Like, who's your best friend? She goes, uh, Megan.
1: (laughs) He said, Megan's your best friend? She said, uh, yeah. (laughs) When you, like, sent me that email telling me that, I really, I was at school, and I, like, started, like, crying. I was like, oh, I just love her so much. I cried, too, when Erin told me. We have a good time. I mean, we have dance parties. We have, she likes to, you know, have contests with me, which... (laughs) somehow she's the judge and i always lose but well the judge always wins let's be let's yes. be
2: honest right yeah <laughs> well you know what's so, so funny is when aaron and i were dating we had a couple families and our two families in particular where i would just hang out with the wife all the time and aaron hung out with the husbands and they had kids one they each had three kids and I don't remember ever really babysitting for them, but I went with them on vacation once to help out with the kids. Aaron and I weren't married. And one of the guys told Aaron one time, he's like, you will see when you have kids, people that love your kids, you love them so much. And I'm like, and now that we have four kids, I can see when people come into our lives and they really love our kids and they love them in spite of when they're jerks and throw tantrums and say mean things like It just makes you love. So you're like one of those friends that is my friend first, but I also love you because you love my kids so well. Yeah. Well, your
1: kids are easy to love, so.
2: Well, most days.
1: (laughs) Most days, yeah.
2: Most days. Okay. I have a plethora of things that I want to talk about with you. I want to talk about your family. Uh You are a um, first grade teacher. I want to talk about that. Yeah. And I want to, we love books. Both of us do. And so Mm -hmm. I want to talk about what we're reading, what we're going to read, and the list of books that are going to be movies that come out this year. So, yes. And Which? then I also want to talk to you about dating.
1: Okay. Yay. <laughs> Put Yay, you on dating. the spot. Yay, dating. Yeah. Um,
2: okay. So let's jump right in. Okay. And I want to talk about your family because yeah. I know that there are probably people that are listening that probably have um, family that maybe looks like yours or they have friends like yours. So tell me your the middle child? No, I'm the baby. You're the baby. That's why Story and I get along so well. You're the baby. So you have yes. two older sisters. Your middle uh-huh. sister is Amanda, right? Yes. And Amanda has severe special needs. Tell me just a little bit about Amanda.
1: Yeah. So Amanda um, is the middle child, and she is 30 years old. She's two years older than me, and she has she is um, deaf, nonverbal, and she has severe autism. So, um, and she's always lived at home with us. Um, is she blind whole- as well? Yes. Sorry. Yes. And she's partially blind. Okay. Now she wasn't born blind. Mm-hmm. Um, she, that later on we found out she had a degenerative, um, something with her sight. And okay. so she's gotten worse. And so right. she's legally blind. And so she has trouble seeing things like when it's real bright and her eyes are super sensitive. And so, Yeah. Okay. So tell me this,
2: being the baby and having two older sisters, um, what was it like growing up in a family with a child that was different? Because yeah. I still, I feel like now none of my kids have um, special needs, but our family looks different, you know, uh-huh. oh, than yeah. a lot of families. And one of my, my closest girlfriend, Amy, which you know, Amy, her uh-huh. daughter has special needs. Amy was on the very first podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, yeah. go listen to it, but her daughter has special needs as well. And so... Just tell me real quick, what was it like as a child growing up in a family where one of the kids seemed different to everyone else?
1: Yeah. So people ask me this question a lot. And um, for me, since I was the baby, I always, I didn't know anything different. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, I, I knew that, you know, Amanda was, was different than my oldest sister so like I would when my mom would give me a bottle I'd always ask for one. I would say we called her nanny. That's mm-hmm. her nickname, Nanny. So I would say Nanny too. Nanny too. And so she would give me a bottle for Amanda and I would take it to Amanda. So um you know I knew that something wasn't this was different. Mm-hmm. Um but my family operated as a normal family. When I look back on it, um we went to restaurants We went on vacations, all of us together, like we went on outings. And when I look back on it, that had to not have been as relaxing as it would be for a family with a child that doesn't have any differences. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe with your family, when y'all first all were together, y'all got looks. I remember you Mm -hmm. telling me, you know, and, um, you know, we definitely got lots of looks. (laughs) Amanda, you know, has, uh, you know, different behaviors than most people, um, and so we would get looks, and sometimes people would come up and talk to us and be super kind, and um, I remember as I got into middle school, I became like, just like, you know, insanely aware of people, you know watching us, looking at us, whatever. Yeah, because
2: middle school is like the worst time of your life.
1: Oh yeah. I don't even want to be with my parents. No. You know?
2: Much less so, someone in your family that looks different.
1: Yeah, and my sister, I'm like, for the love Amanda, can you just stop <laughs> no just treating her like you yeah, know a yeah. middle schooler does. Uh-huh. But um you know, as I've thought back on it and talked with my mom about it, um, it wasn't really we weren't never offended by the people who were looking at us. Um, it was really the ones who are rude that offended us, Mm -hmm. but we never, you know, people aren't around, um, people with severe disabilities Mm -hmm. often. Most people are not around that. Right. And so it's going to feel uncomfortable Uh and that's okay. Yeah. You know, um, so tell it me is. this real quick,
2: because I know that I've even dealt with this on a small scale of, you know, when people ask me, kids just say anything that's on their mind. And that's one of my favorite things about kids is they just say what they think. That's so, right. you know, like oftentimes it's kids. When we first started going to our new school, they'd be like, are you Amos's mom? And I'd be like, I am. Yeah. Well, he's black and you're white. Where's his real mom? And. When there are adults around, they get really, like, offended. Like, <gasps> yes. don't say that. Don't say stop, that. Don't stop, say stop, that. Stop. You know, but for me, I'm always like, this is such a good time just to, like, explain. Yeah. That we do look different. But I am his mom. And he has another mom in Haiti. Blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff. So, what is your advice if... People are out and one of their kids sees someone in a wheelchair or that's blind or that's deaf or that has autism or is missing a limb. What is, what is, that is such a good opportunity for parents to teach their kids. How should they they handle that?
1: Yeah. So I think that, um, now I think every family's different, right? Mm -hmm. Every family who has a child with differences is different. But with us, you know, I think first of all, to, Tell your child, to talk to your child about that person like they are a person. Right. Like, that's a little girl, mm-hmm. or that's a little boy, or that's a woman or a man, mm-hmm. and then and then talk about the difference, right? right? But addressing them as a person, first of all, and then kind of assessing the situation like, well, you know, like, for instance, my sister used to throw herself on the ground in the middle of public. That might not be the time to go up and ask questions, (laughs) you know. Like my mom might have been. Donna might not be happy with that. (laughs) Donna would be like, "Just let (laughs) me me get alone." Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, asking questions, kids asking questions about that is the perfect time as a parent to be able to to teach them that this is a person, like a like just like we are. They uh-huh. have emotions just like us. Um, they just have a difference. Right. And so I think, you know, families with disabilities, there are some, I mean, families with a child with disabilities, um, at sometimes might not be okay with it, but our family for sure wouldn't have minded if we were right. at dinner, a child asking questions. And then us being able to answer them. Um, And actually, I was thinking back on this as a sibling for someone to come up to our table and talk to us and be kind and ask questions to me felt like, oh, you're like accepting my sister. Mm -hmm. Like it felt really like, oh, gosh, thank you so much. You know, like Mm -hmm. you're seeing her as like somebody that you can ask questions about that you don't have to like skirt around and ignore because I would rather you be kind and talk to us than just like, and feel uncomfortable a little bit. Right. Then just be like, no, no, sh- don't, you know, leave them alone. Don't yeah, look at them. I know, you know, because people I don't think are doing that out of meanness or they're just doing, it's you uncomfortable know, to them. It is. And so I don't think they say to their kids, you know, don't look at Mm -hmm. them, you know, leave them alone out of meanness. I think they just don't know what to do. Right. And so, yeah.
2: Like I'm super grateful that my kids have spent so much time with my friend, Amy's daughter, Mabry, you know, because it is such, we see other kids that maybe have are on the autism spectrum or have autism. And we're just like, Oh yeah, remember Mabry's brain is different. And so that's all it is. She's just a little girl, just like you, but her brain's different. And so that affects her that way. I love it so much. Okay. Do you want to, and you don't have to, do you want to share a a funny story?
1: Oh, we have so many funny stories about Amanda. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'll share, I can share a funny story. I'll share the one about the tree. Okay. How about that? So Amanda as a child, I mean, we have many stories, you know, where Amanda, (laughs) you know, she, she just does what Amanda wants to do. Right. Okay. She's very strong-willed and, um, you know, she liked to climb trees as It must
2: run in the family. You're a pretty strong-willed person.
1: (laughs) Oh, I totally was. (laughs) Now, Ashley, the oldest, was, like, very compliant and happy and Uh whatever. Then, you know. Amanda and Megan go do whatever they want. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) So, um, we just moved to our new neighborhood and, um... We had lots of trees in the backyard, and Amanda liked to climb the trees. And usually she'd just sit in a lower branch. Uh-huh. But one day she um... – oh, and also Amanda car- carries objects with her. So she finds comfort in certain objects. So at the time, she had grabbed a car mat out of the car and, like, rolled it up and right. carry it under her arm. And, um, you know, you could not get that car mat away from her to save your life, mm-hmm. okay? She took it everywhere. So she climbed up the tree pretty high, and we were trying to get her, to like, coaxing her down. You With know. the car mat. Oh, yeah. She had the car mat yeah. up there, everything. Yeah. And we're trying to coax her down, you know, getting out her favorite, you know, ice cream, whatever, just trying to get her down. She won't come. So my mom calls um, the, you know, 911, uh-huh. tells them it's not an emergency. <laughs> we just need someone to come help us get her down. Please don't turn the sirens on. It's really not a big deal. Well the love, you know, two fire trucks come big, all the sirens going, you know, I'm like four or five, but my older sister is like 11. Okay. So we just moved to the neighborhood mortified, mortified here come, here come the fire trucks and everything. Well, while Amanda's been up in the tree and she's only seven, you know, she's decided, Hey, these clothes are kind (laughs) of uncomfortable. It's a little hot outside. I guess I'm just going to take these off. But I'm going to keep the car mat. Okay, so she's seven-year-old girl, you know, up in the tree, stark naked, whatever. And Ashley is just dying. Well, the, the, and so all the neighbors are out because they hear the sirens and everything. And they can all see in our backyard because the fences are low. And, um, they come out and they're like looking, you know, kind of confused, like what is going on? And, um, <laughs> Amanda's naked. And they look at my mom and they're like, oh, did you, did you, uh, throw her that car mat to cover herself? <laughs> and you know, my mom's pretty sassy and, uh, you know, she was yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I told my husband, honey, hurry, run to the car, get the car mat. <laughs> You're, cover yourself with this baby. <laughs> Anyways, you know, just stuff like that all the time. Oh, it's but- just, it's fun, um, To be able to sit back
2: and laugh at all of our kids' antics. And so I don't want anyone to think that we're like making fun of Amanda.
1: Oh, never. I mean, we could tell stories about me all day long. There you go. I know. know? (laughs) And probably times I've embarrassed my sisters all day long. for sure.
0: For sure. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say. I'm okay. When the truth is. I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say. Hang it in there. Because. Not everything in life is flexible, but at Capella University, your education can be. With our game-changing FlexPath learning format, you're empowered to fit education into your life without putting other priorities on hold. FlexPath lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them when needed. You can take courses at your own speed and move on to the next one when you're ready. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. Okay.
2: Last question about this, because yeah. um, I want to, there's a lot of times that some people also don't know what language to use. Uh-huh. So for example, in my situation, a lot of people will talk to me and be like, Hey, my husband, and I want to adopt someday. We want to have some of our own kids. And then we want to adopt. I know exactly what they mean. They mean, they <laughs> want to birth a few babies and then they want to adopt some kids. But right. to me, I think well. These are all my kids. They're all my That's own, right. and so I don't really like that language. I don't take offense to it. I used to when we first adopted our first child. I used to get really yeah. offensive. I don't get offensive anymore because I know they just they just don't know the language, and it doesn't really offend me. But it, I'm afraid, it would offend my children. You sure. know, like Amos, Deacon, and Story would like. Well, I thought I was her kid too. It's just okay, right. you know that kind of thing. So, what about when people address a child with special needs? What is like? You know, yes. PC. What's politically correct to say?
1: Right. And so, and I hate, I hate that word PC mm-hmm. or politically correct because the reason, you know, when that first people, so they call it people first language now with for people with um, disabilities. It's called people first. Okay. And so the reason it's called that is because we're they're wanting we're wanting to change people's viewpoint of people with disabilities, not to view them as their disability. Right. You know, uh-huh. like just like you, if you had cancer, you wouldn't want people to only identify you with cancer, right. you know? Right. And so, um, like I wouldn't say, hi, I'm Megan or, or Megan's cancer. Just right. like I wouldn't say to my, I wouldn't say my sister's autistic. Uh-huh. I would say my sister has, has autism. Auti- okay. Yeah. So, um, but you know, when that first came out, the people first thing, I was like, "Oh gosh, whatever what what's gonna be the next new thing? you know like right. and um but really, it does shift your thinking about that person, mm-hmm. and it even did for myself, and I grew up with Amanda mm-hmm. and love her dearly, but just to be able to shift to think about Amanda and even my students that I have as people first Mm -hmm. and as children first, um, it's just so important. And it will, if, if people can do that, it will change drastically the way they treat those people Mm -hmm. and treat children Mm -hmm. that have disabilities or whatever. Um, because they're seeing them as people first with emotions and Mm -hmm. feelings and, you know, fears and whatever. Right. Um, so the, it, what is politically correct is people first language. So seeing them as a person first and using seeing them with um differences, not disabilities, I guess. You would have differences. Um and um definitely like at school I have all my kids take this. There's a new like campaign right now to get rid of the R word and the R word is retarded. Yes, I hate um, it. Yeah, I I hate that word, you know. And people use it all the time and And, um, I think you wrote a a a,
2: post for me about that. I
1: did, yeah. I'll link to
2: it on the website.
1: Um, I hate that word, but I, you know, at school now, we've gotten the whole school to start taking that pledge with the kids and having them learn about that word and why that word hurts people. And it doesn't just hurt the people who that, uh, you know, who have differences, it Uh hurts their family members, you know. Yeah. Because a man.
2: Yeah. I would say that I never really was aware of that word being so negative um, until Mabry, you know? And so, but, but the reason I wasn't aware is because it just didn't affect me and it was just a word. It didn't affect me at all. And so, you know, when people are like, oh my gosh, that's so retarded. Like, I think that's offensive.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And it's not that I get really angry about it. It's just, I feel like people are more educated, but you know, Amanda doesn't hear that word. She, yeah. she can't hear it, uh-huh. but it's as her family, it's our responsibility to speak up for her because she can't she speak can't up speak for up herself. herself. Yeah. Yeah. So Love that. that that's people first language. And I think it's a great movement. At first I was, I was kind of like, Oh, this is the new thing. Oh my gosh. You know, but it's actually really good. And it changes your view on, you know, just treating people as people,
2: you know, So when I say this is Megan and we're going to talk about her sister, Amanda, who has special needs. Is that, is that correct or incorrect?
1: Yeah, no, that's great. That's fine. Who has special needs? You can tell me. No, I know. Oh, I would. No, it's fine. (laughs) Special needs is fine, you know? And the thing is that what's hard is like in like the, and what they're trying to change is that those words are changed legally. So, even in my paperwork at I see. school uh-huh. for students with intellectual disabilities, that's what we call it yep. now instead of mental retardation. Right. But in the paperwork, it's still called mental retardation. And so, like, trying to get it switched all across the board. Across the board. Good. Yeah. Okay. But. I love it. Okay. So,
2: this moves on to the next thing. You're a
1: teacher. Sure. How long have you I been have teaching? Five years. I just got my fifth year certificate. Well, so, there I mean, you go. like, my little thing I could put on my wall, uh-huh. but I'm not, but I won't, but.
2: But you could if you wanted to. I
1: could. I could frame it. Okay. So, um,
2: you're a teacher. And so many times I have come to you and been like, Megan, how do I approach my kid's teacher about this that's happening? You know? Yeah. And so I, the thing, the thing that's worrisome for me as a parent is I worry, and you can tell me what you think about this. I worry that if I speak up to one of my kid's teachers about, Hey, I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't like the way this is happening. I worry that that will affect my kid in their classroom. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of parents maybe feel this, like, kind of like you're kind of um, suffocated about speaking up because you don't want that to affect your kid in
1: the classroom. Yeah. And I've had parents, you know, express that, that they're like, I didn't want to bring this up because I didn't want, you know. Yeah. And really, it's like, sometimes it offends me if I'm honest, because I'm like, you really think, like, I spend all day with your child that... I'm going to take out something on a five or six year old, you know, like Mm -hmm. I love your child, you know, apart from you and I maybe having a difference or a conflict. And so um, I would, you know, and I've been around a lot of teachers and I would say that I don't know any teacher that I've taught with who takes out something on the child that they've had with the parent? That's good to them, um,
2: and that makes sense. I mean, I used to be a teacher as well, and that just to me, I would that would have been ludicrous to think that that would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In fact, and even oh, go ahead. The other day, I was cleaning out a file cabinet, and I found this like three-page letter from a parent when I was a teacher. It was my first year teaching, and they ripped me to pieces. Like when uh, I read it, I kind of got all uh, frustrated and my stomach hurt all over again. And uh, that was like 12 years ago.
1: Yeah. It's the, yeah. When you get, uh, yeah. And I think I told you just a couple weeks ago, you know, something happened with a parent and it just, it really hurts my feelings and it's Mm -hmm. hard for it not to hurt my feelings because I do love, I love all, I love my students so much and I invest so much time in them and yet I'm not going to do everything perfectly. True. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not always going to be as patient as mm-hmm. I should have been or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so for a parent to unload on me or whatever, um, it, it does, it hurts my feelings or, and I would rather a parent come to me first and just let us talk about it. Yeah then go to all other parents or to the principal first. That's and a my, good word. And my principal's great. She'll be like, oh, have you talked to Miss McCammon about uh-huh. this yet? You should talk, go talk to her. And then if that doesn't go well, we'll all talk.
2: That's it. good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So I started this when, um, I guess when Caden went to kindergarten, which was like, well, he'll be in fifth grade this year. Um, but on the first day of school, I, and you know what, I don't think I've done this for the past two years, but I'm going to do it this year, but I would bring the teacher (laughs) like cookies from Caden and, you know, and then I did,
1: yeah,
2: something like that. And, um, I got to do that again this year, but I always want to just let, let the teacher know, I want to bless you. We're on your, we're on the same side as you We're together. We've even had some teachers over for dinner. Just be like, Hey, we support you. Oh, and I
1: love that so much. My
2: thing is, there's during the school year, teachers see my kids during the day more than I do. Mm -hmm. And so I just want them to know, look, I'm with you. I support you. But what I want to know from you as a teacher, Mm -hmm. what are some ways that parents can support teachers if you're a working mom, if you're a mom that stays home, what are some ways that you can support the teacher, and what are the best and worst gifts you've received?
1: Okay, so... Okay, great. Well, ways you can support the teacher is, okay, here's one of my favorite things that, say I've got working moms, you know, and they want to be involved in But it's hard. But they can't. I mean, they can't come up to school, whatever. I love it if I can send home, like, 20 pencils and they'll sharpen them for me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm serious. Pencils are, like, the bane of teacher's existence. They hate, like... Pencils are just, they're terrible. They're always breaking. They interrupt construction time. Since you're talking about pencils,
2: Uh when my kids' school sends home the school list, they Uh put a certain pencil that you have to buy. Okay. And do you know, it's like double the price. Oh, we don't do that. And I'm always like, what the heck? Why does it have to be this special pencil? And most of the time, I don't get it. But now I hear you saying that maybe it matters. It does.
1: (laughs) Pencils drive us crazy. So sometimes, you know, parents will want to do something, and I'm like, "Hey, if I just send home 20 pencils, will you sharpen them?" They're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Please!" Like, you know, I hate. I kids aren't allowed to sharpen pencils during the day in my classroom. Like, we're not allowed to hear the um,
2: The noise,
1: the noise or anything, because it drives you crazy. Yeah. And it interrupts everything. And then they get like obsessed about sharpening their pencil and they break them on purpose. Whatever. That's a good rule. So I think something, I mean, would that be easy for you to be able to sharpen 20 pencils? Yeah. Because at night I could sit on my couch and watch house of cards and sharpen. Or you could even have your kids do it, you know?
2: Yeah. And then they could fight over it. And start yeah. poking each other with it. That's what <laughs> would happen at my house. I'd be like, everyone yes. outside, we're sharpening pencils.
1: Yes. <laughs> I have a
2: girlfriend who she does that every year at the beginning of school. She goes up and sharpens all the pencils for her kids' teachers. Oh, She used to be a teacher, so she probably knows.
1: Yeah, that is a blessing, I'm telling you. So it's small things like that that are great, you know. Um, other things that parents have done that have, like, just made my day is they'll come up in the morning and they'll hand me a menu to what whatever restaurant. And oh like, hey. that's good. They'll say, Hey, I'm gonna go here for lunch. Um, just write down real quick look at the menu, um, write down and I'm gonna bring it to you. And they'll bring it at lunchtime. And that is just such a fun little thing for a teacher because a we mess. don't get to go out to lunch. <laughs> no, you don't. You know? And that's okay that we don't get to, but it's just such a little blessing, you know. It doesn't it doesn't cost the parent a lot of money, but it's something that a teacher really is like, Oh my gosh, they brought me lunch. Wasn't that so sweet? And all the teachers talk about it, you know? And so they're like, I have the best parents in my classroom. Yeah. I mean, I was
2: subbing. I sub at my kid's school sometimes. And, um, I had forgotten that by the time you take your kids to the cafeteria and then get back to like the teacher's workroom, you have about 22 minutes to eat lunch.
1: Oh yeah. And you're like scarfing it, scarfing
2: it down. And that's if, and like, then you have to go to the bathroom, too. I mean, we're, okay. your, your time is just no. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, and that's if, like, nobody comes in to ask you questions exactly. about something or whatever. Okay, but, so that's a
2: really good idea.
1: Yeah. I, I, that is something that is, I just love that. That really makes my day.
2: What's the worst thing that, <laughs> a parent, like, if they're trying, what is something that, like, hey, I'm trying to help, but it really is not a help?
1: Okay, so parents really, they like to, um, sometimes they want to come in the classroom and help, right? Yeah, because we think that would be such a great idea. And that sometimes is awesome. Uh (laughs) But a lot of times, that's a huge distraction. Yeah. Especially in the younger grades. Mm -hmm. Because then kids are like, some kids are, you know, like, well, I want my mom here. Where's my mom? And... Um, And then what if they came in to help
2: and they brought their little (laughs) two-year-old?
1: I have had that happen. And then you're like, okay, why don't you go in the hall with, you know, these two students or whatever. Yeah. So sometimes it's, you know, parents really want to be in the classroom, and that's great. and um, But most of the time I would rather them take a student who's, say, struggling in reading and read with them in the hallway or something. Because actually in the classroom, and it's not because you know, I don't want them to see what's going on in the classroom. That's uh-huh. fine. They can come in for short periods of time. But um, you know, when you have ten parents who want to be in the classroom, it's like, yeah. okay, now I'm teaching twenty two students and trying to juggle ten parents trying to be in the room. It's hard to and, teach. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But but it's great if you will come if you want to come and read with a student for me, that is awesome. Okay. I would love that. And just sit with them in the hall and read mm-hmm. because oh, the, the honest truth is that a lot of students don't have an adult that reads with them at home or anything, you know. And so,
2: teachers some, say they can tell. Can you tell if a kid comes into first grade and their parents don't read to them?
1: Yeah, because think about a normal home. I mean, a home that even if you never sat and read with Story, okay, but you have books everywhere, you think, she's got older siblings, like. She sees you reading. Uh-huh. I mean, that all of that affects a student so much and their, like, literacy skills and their phonetic awareness. Now, it's, you can tell when a student doesn't have books in their home, when they've never seen anyone reading. I mean, you can for sure tell just okay. from a young age. Well,
2: I'm glad because story being the fourth kid does not get mm-hmm. read to as much as Kaden did as the first yeah. kid. I mean, it is just the way it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, we get, I get first graders who don't even know which way you like turn pages or anything, you know? Oh, yeah, That's just something that you kids pick up from just watching their parents. But if, yeah. you know, that's not happening in their home then. Okay. Last thing about teaching. So, yeah. um, gifts.
2: Yeah. Teacher gifts. Uh-huh. Um, I love to give teacher gifts and I like to, I try to like really plan it throughout the year. So I don't wait till the last minute and blah, blah, blah. Some of my kids' classes, the homeroom mom, which I will never be ever, ever, ever. I did it once. <laughs> I was the worst. Um, I'm sure no teacher will ever ask me again. I, I just cannot handle it. Um, yeah. The pressure. The, I, it, oh, my gosh. I cannot do it ever again. Um, but some of the homeroom moms plan, like, everybody send in money and we will buy right. one gift. Uh huh. As a teacher, do you like that?
1: Oh, I think that's great. One time they did that and um, they all got together, and I think each of them gave like $5 or whatever. Uh-huh. And I got a gift card to the Alamo Draft House. Okay, so that's good. Now, that gift card lasted me a while, yeah. you know? And that was like, oh, thank you guys. Like, you, and it was big for me because they had to drive past 620 to go get it because I teach <laughs> up in Leander, right. you know? Yeah. And they usually don't like to go down into Austin. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's great. I, yeah, th- I really do like that. That's great if they go in on something like that. And like they, this year my class made me, and it doesn't always have to be something with like, that I'm going to spend money on, but they made me this little book this year. Um, with like one of my parents is a professional photographer. So he took pictures of each child. Uh-huh. And then they wrote a little note, you know, just in their first grade thing. And they put it together. And, like, when I looked at it, I mean, it made me cry because it was like, I will always keep that. And it's cheesy and it's whatever, but I love it, you know, because it helps me remember my students. But what I would say about gifts is that if you're going to spend $5, Uh okay, (laughs) like, it does not, you do not have to spend a lot of money, you know, for the love, don't go buy a coffee mug or a magnet or, <laughs> you know, like... An Apple pencil holder. Yeah. I, you know, I've got, I I have coffee mugs. Just, if you're going to spend $5, just get a Starbucks gift card or something, you know, That's or... That's such a good
2: idea because I, I really do think sometimes parents feel like, if I don't spend $20, then I shouldn't get anything. But even a $5 gift card to Starbucks is awesome. Yeah.
1: Or say, you know, in some, some families, money is super tight, mm-hmm. you know, And I know that, and I, and parents probably aren't going to believe this, but at the end of the year, I don't even, it doesn't even register in my mind who gave me a gift, who didn't give me a gift. Yeah. But I do realize like finances are tight and whatever, but a like heartfelt note Mm -hmm. to me saying, you know, something that impacted them or their family or their student or whatever that year, like really means a lot to me. That's good. And as a teacher, it's so refreshing to hear good things because sometimes parents only communicate when it's something that they're worried about or, you know, so. Okay.
2: That's good to know. Whenever Erin makes a new CD, I always give them that (laughs) because it's like, I just walk back to the studio and grab some CDs. That's easy. Yeah. Um, What did I give my teacher? Oh, I gave them all these like key rings from my friend, Laura Kelly at Pitter Patter. I think that's her name. Oh yeah. Pitter Patter. Maybe. Uh, I gave them all, um, key ring things.
1: Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cute.
2: Yeah. And I don't know what I did for Christmas. I don't know. But anyhow, I always yeah. have really big, um, plans. ideas and plans and it, n- <laughs> it never works. That's the story of my life. Actually. Um, I, I was going to make my mom a wreath for Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I never made it. The ribbon and the thing is still on my desk. I've never made it <laughs> because I always have big ideas and I never finish anything.
1: Well, and then you have four kids and you're doing blog and
2: podcast. I know. And I know. Yeah. So I, uh-huh. I, anything crafty, I always sign up and then I just don't do it because I'm not crafty.
1: You um, like to pen a lot on Pinterest. I like to act like I'm crafty. <laughs> but never do the pins. But never do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So
2: let's talk about books because you and oh, and I both love books. Love books. Yeah. You're like my reader friend that I'm always talking to about books. So let's go through this list real quick. It yeah. is, um, 36 books that will be movies this year. And so yeah. I want to see if you've read any of them. Yeah. Okay. First is Mockingjay, which is from Hunger Games.
1: Oh yeah. I read that whole series. You yeah. read it too. I right? read them all. But you know, Mockingjay was my least favorite of the three. What number is this? Mockingjay is the last one. Okay. I don't remember. I don't really, I yeah. just read them
2: so quickly and got through them. I don't now, this is, so how many movies are out so far?
1: Two. So this will be the last one. Okay, so I haven't seen the second one. I should yeah. watch it. All right. Yeah. Um The Fault in Our Stars. No, but you know, you just finished reading that. Uh uh-huh, I read it in and, Mexico. Yeah, and I and and so I'm gonna read it so that you and I can go see the movie together.
2: Yeah, I think it so. just came out. It said June sixth it came out. So we'll do that after next week. Okay. Yes. All you need is kill.
1: Uh, I have not read that. I've never even heard of it's it. It's
2: a science fiction book. I won't read it. It looks good. You know,
1: yeah, I'm not a science fiction I'm person. I'm not either. Tom well, Cruise is going to be in it though. I say I'm not a science fiction person and then I've read, you know, Hunger Games and everything.
2: Yeah, but that's not the same. Okay. Okay. The next one is The Hundred Foot Journey. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't know either. I just put it in my, on my list to read. Um.
1: But it looks good, it looks you know. It looks good. It looks like something I would like. Okay. The Giver. Yes. Oh. I did read that and Love. I, I've, I'll be interested to see what this movie looks Me too, like
2: because I was not happy at the end of this book. No. I mean, I was actually very disappointed and furious a bit.
1: Um, it's I didn't a, like it. It's a very kind of, I feel like it's dark, you know? It, yeah.
2: They say when Jeff Bridges is going to play the giver.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So it comes out in August. Mm-hmm. Um, next is if I stay by Gail Foreman, it says it will appeal to fans of twilight.
1: Okay. So maybe I
2: would like, <laughs> it. maybe we'll like it. True. I don't know. It comes out in August, but I'm going to try to read that too. Okay. Next dark <gasps> places by Gillian Flynn.
1: Yeah. Now we love Gillian Flynn because of gone girl Gone girl. She wrote the book gone girl. And I would, I really do think I want to read this book. I have it on my list as
2: well. Now gone girl. Is it out as a movie yet? No, it doesn't come out till October. Okay, and this one Ugh. comes out in September. Was this book before Gone Girl? Yes, it was. Okay, so we got to read this, too, because I yeah. really liked um, Gone Girl. All
1: I like right. the way she writes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, next is This Is Where I Leave You by Jonathan Trooper. Uh-uh. I've never. Oh, is it
1: talks about him leaving his Jewish faith.
2: Yes, and I started reading this last summer, and I am not one to, to not finish a book. Okay. Um, and I can't remember, I don't want to speak too much about why I finished it, but I think it, it got a little too much for me, racy okay. maybe.
1: Oh, racy. Yeah. Okay. And I can't
2: even remember why there's only been two books that I have not finished because they've gotten a little too much for me. And this was one of them. Okay. So that, that is what it is. Okay. The Maze Runner. Nope. It's a sci-fi book. I don't know it either.
1: Right. Young adult trilogy, okay.
2: Yeah, here be monsters.
1: Never even heard. Oh, it's a oh, it's a it's like a kid's book, yes, similar to Roll Doll. Now, I love Roll Doll. I think I do those too. are great books for kids. Yeah, love them.
2: Yeah, um, so I haven't read that either, but maybe Kaden and I'll have to read that. Okay, Hector and the Search for Happiness. Uh uh-uh. uh, nope, I don't nope. know either. I don't, I've never even heard of it. It Mm-mm. comes out in September. I'll put all of this whole list up on the blog if you all are wondering. Okay, the next is yes. The Switch. The Switch. Don't know.
1: Nope, I've never heard of it. But Jennifer mm-hmm.
2: Aniston's going to be in it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Oh, Gone Girl. Here it is. Yes. By Jenny no, Flynn.
1: I am ex- I think this movie's going to be really well done. I'm but excited. I heard, I heard they changed the ending in the movie.
2: I heard that as well. And so we'll have to see Ben Affleck's in it. Um, yeah. It comes out
1: in October. And yeah, so I think it's
2: I think it's gonna be really good. That's a good summer book if not someone's looking for something.
1: Oh, it's a good beach treat, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Now this is a great children's That's book. That's cute, it is. Steve Carell and Jennifer Garner are gonna be. I in think it.
1: that'll be great. I wonder I if think it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be awesome. an
2: animated book. No, because it says they play the part and not like their voices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright, cool. The Best of Me by Nicholas Sparks.
1: I don't like Nicholas Sparks books. I,
2: my friend Amy that I keep talking about, she has read every single Nicholas Sparks book <laughs> that there is. Like whenever she's going out of town, I'm like, Jimmy, give you some book lists. She's like, no, I got Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> I'm like, we need to branch out. There's more to the world than Nicholas Sparks. I that think I've right. only read a few of his books and he has like 850, I think.
1: Yeah, I've read, Yeah, I know he does <laughs> and like yeah. every year yes. a new book comes out Yes, and it's all, you know, this love story. It's, it's all the all same. Super sad. Yeah. You know? My friend Wendy is a huge Nicholas Sparks person, and she reads every book. You know. Okay, wasn't there a Nicholas Sparks book about turtles? Was oh there was a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last song or something. Yes, and with Miley Cyrus. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) When we were in
2: Mexico this week, they kept telling us that there were going to be turtles at night. And uh-huh. so, but literally every night we were in bed by like nine thirty. 30. just like, you get up early and then you go to bed, but we kept wanting to go see the turtles. And I was trying to tell Aaron about the book and I never could
1: remember it, but it's that movie
2: that yeah. Miley Cyrus is in. Yes. And it's a Nicholas Sparks one. book, isn't it?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. Actually. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Obviously it's Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, but... Obviously.
2: <laughs> um, okay. Where rainbows end. Nope. But it looks, nope. It doesn't look like something i it doesn't, it looks kind of cheesy on the cover.
1: Yeah, I'm basing this, you know, I'm judging the book by the cover of the, on this one. Yeah,
2: it looks like a <laughs> uh, like a romance novel or something can be really cheesy. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. We'll
2: and then Mocking Jay. And then Mocking Jay, which we've read. Um, Wild. Yeah, you just finished that one. I finished that this spring, and Reese Witherspoon is going to be playing um, the character, and she. Takes this journey along the Pacific coast, which is, I never knew about until the book, but it's on the Pacific coast, obviously. And it goes from Mexico to Canada um, okay. and it's just her journey. And she did this all alone. Oh, wow. Like it was crazy. Um, that's a good, that's a good read too. Wild. Okay. I recommend that.
1: Yeah. I would have to look at that one. Um, the hobbit. Yeah. I read, you know, my dad, when we were little, read the hobbit aloud to us oh. You I know, mm-hmm. kind of like you did with the Narnia, Lord Chronicles. of the Rings, yeah,
2: yeah, the Chronicles, um, yeah. Um.
1: So, but tell me if I'm
2: hasn't hasn't the Hobbit already come out?
1: Yes, it has already come out.
2: I don't get it then.
1: I, but did it come out this year? Aren't it these all out. books?
2: But hasn't hasn't the movie The Hobbit already come out, or are they making it in like three different films?
1: Oh, it might be in set. It might be. Cut up. I'm not
0: okay, sure.
2: I think it must be cut up because I could have sworn Aaron took Caden to go see it. I haven't read any of these books. Yeah. The Hobbit or what is this? Lord of the Rings stuff. Funny thing is when Aaron and I were dating, he would always take me to see Lord of the Rings at like midnight when it came out. I slept through all of them. Well, yeah, because they're like three hours long. And I cannot be doing anything past <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. No. And they don't appeal to me. And so I just slept through the whole thing.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Of so course. I've kind of seen them, but not really. <laughs> Okay. Next is the book that we both love.
1: What? I, um, I lost my browser. So it's what okay. is it? Unbroken. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. We're going to cry during that movie,
2: Jamie. Now this is a book that, um, Aaron and I both read this and I recommend, but here's the deal. If someone would have said, Hey, here's a book about a war, a world war two su- survivor. I'd be like, nah, I'm out. No, thanks. It's yeah. not anything I would ever think I would want to read. And it was one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life.
1: Yeah, this was, we read this in book club. Uh-huh. And I don't even know how we, you know, came to decide on this one. Because it doesn't seem like something we would have just picked. No, but. no. But it is, I highly
2: recommend that if you need a summer read.
1: It's a great book. Everyone who reads it loves it. You know? I loved
2: it so much. I cried at the end. Did you cry? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's why I think in the movie it's going to be even, oh. you know. I love
2: it. I remember when I was a kid. The first book I cried in was, oh my gosh, now I'm not going to remember. It was about the guy with the mouse, Lenny. You know. You know. The guy, there was two brothers and they had the, maybe it was a rabbit, and he was petting the rabbit so much, he like squeezed him and he died. Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know. I don't know that book. I don't know
2: that. Okay. (laughs) Anyhow, I remember as a child, the first time I cried in a book, I remember thinking, exactly. this is so cool that you can read something and it can move you to emotions. I cry a lot when I read books. Mine was The Bridge to Terabithia. I've never read that.
1: Oh, it's so sad, Jamie. I, I need has to add Kayden that to Oh, they did. They read it this year. I'm surprised he didn't tell you about it. He
2: doesn't I tell mean... me anything. He's a boy. <laughs> they did just read Old Yeller, and I was like, did you cry? And he's like, no. I was
1: like, What? <laughs> <laughs> to kill a dog. I know, yeah. it's so sad. Okay, okay, now this next book, The Monuments Men. I want to read this cuz I want to see this movie bad. Okay, this has been on the list too that I want to read.
2: Again, yeah, it look- it doesn't seem like something I would like, but I've seen the preview
1: and it looks awesome. It looks so interesting. So so interesting. Uh, Anything with World War 2 is really interesting yeah. to
2: me. And Matt Damon, Bill Murray, Kate Blanchett.
1: George Clooney. um, George Clooney—they're
2: all in it. It's going to be so good. In fact, it says it came out February seventh.
1: Oh, so it's been—we can well, see. Well, <laughs> we missed it.
2: But I mean, it.
1: I still—I still like to read the book before I see. The yeah, movie. me
2: too. Okay, um, A Long Way Down um, no. by Nick Hornby. It uh-uh. sounds like another title, but I haven't—I don't know anything about that either. Um no, I,
1: Vampire Academy. Uh, that, that doesn't seem like something. No thanks. Nope. I don't nope. think i be Looks like Angelina Jolie on the front. But yeah. It's not. yeah. Winter's
2: Tale by Mark Helbrin.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh.
2: No. Never heard of it. Will Smith and Russell Crowe are in it. And again, it came out in February. This is just shows you how many times I go see movies.
1: I know. I don't go to the movie very often at all. So. Therese Rakin.
2: Man. Uh, I don't know yeah. anything
1: about that either. No, and that came out in February as Uh well. A Book of Common Prayer? Oh, and this is by um, Joan Didion, or Didion, or whatever. Remember, she wrote the book that we read in Book Club called A Year of Magical Thinking. And I didn't like it. Everyone did. Oh,
2: I loved it. Yeah, I know. I was was in the minority for that one, for sure.
1: Yeah, so she wrote a... um, she wrote a memoir called The Year of Magical Thinking and it was about the year after her husband had passed away. Yeah. And I just loved I love her writing. I think I've read a couple of her other books. Uh-huh. So, I don't I think this one is a novel.
2: It says an American woman travels to Central America to reunite with her fugitive daughter. Yeah. So the I country think, is on the brink of a violent revolution and she's anything but prepared for what she sees. Well, I think that sounds, sounds like something I would
1: like. Yeah. Yeah. That. I do too. And they're making it into a movie. So. Yeah.
2: Sounds good. Okay. Serena by Ron Rash. Never heard of it. I don't don't either. Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper are in this. Aren't they in every movie together?
1: I know. Well, that's gotta (laughs) be good. We gotta read that. It doesn't
2: say a release date. So maybe it's coming out soon.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that, those are great characters. I know. know. Far from the Madding Crowd
2: by Thomas Hardy. Mm -mm, Never heard of it. I don't know either. Um, The Enigma? Mm Mm-mm. Me neither. Man. And And then then Divergent, which I'm going to read this summer. Have you read
1: these? I I haven't. I'm going to read it, too, this summer. It's on my list. Okay. And this is, again, where there's, like, three books. Yeah, and I heard it quick reads. You know, once you start, you can't stop. That's where it
2: is. I read, um, in Mexico, I told you I read um, the first Harry Potter book. Yes. And I've never read those before and Caden's reading them. So I like to read what he's reading so we can talk about it. We did that with the Percy Jackson stuff, but I loved the
1: book. Oh, I'm so excited that you're reading these. I honestly thought I'm going to
2: read this and just to talk to Caden about it. I really Uh loved it.
1: Well, I can't wait till you get, like, deep into the series because you're going to love it. It makes me want to, like, read them, too, just Uh, to be like, let's talk about it. Yeah. They're really well written.
2: Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, Devil's Knot.
1: Nope, I will not be reading that. It Mm -hmm. says
2: the savage murder of three young children sparked a controversial trial of three teenagers accused of killing the children as part of a (gasps) satanic ritual. Oh, my
1: gosh. (laughs) I cannot, and I will not be seeing that movie either. Oh, I wouldn't see the movie.
2: Oh, it's that story of the West Memphis Three. I've seen this. I followed this a little bit.
1: Oh, oh, it's like a true. Yeah. Uh,
2: yes, this is a true story, and like some movie stars got behind these people, and they really didn't do it. So, I mean, they got out. I think. Oh, okay. I don't want to give anything away, but I think they got out. I think they
1: were released. Well, I mean, it's a true story. You can't be ruining that much, but true. <laughs> um, I get it. Books. And like really can freak me out. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> and I get freaked out by weird things like that. Most people are like, "That didn't freak me out at all." Oh my all. gosh. Oh my but gosh. Books can really freak me out, and I'm yes. usually reading late at night or something. Uh-huh. And, and scary.
2: Yeah. You know. Okay, let's get through these. trash by yes. Andy Mulligan. Nope. Don't know. Anything Never heard about of it. it. It looks like it might be kind of good. One fat summer. Uh
1: uh-uh. uh.
2: Never heard of it. No, me neither. Um, a Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Uh-uh, Discovering America. It says it's a that- humorous memoir.
1: Okay. I don't like that. And I'm always interested about the Appalachian
2: Mountains. And that's what he walks the Appalachian Trail. Robert Redford, Nick Nolte, and Emma Thompson I have signed on. That'll be good. That will be good. Every Secret Thing by Laura Lippmann.
1: Uh-uh. It looks a Never little heard of scandalous. A- it does. I mean, just by the cover.
2: Oh, maybe not. It says, when two little girls find an infant in an abandoned stroller, a terrible incident shatters three families. Seven years oh. later, the girls are 18 trying to find a new start, but the crime keeps haunting the families. Oh, gosh.
1: When another child disappears. Yeah. But Dakota Fanning will be in it. Yeah. And Diane Lane. I like okay. Diane Lane a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, a Walk Among the Tombstones by Lawrence Block. Nope. Liam
1: Neeson will be in it, uh-huh. so probably be, you know, help, you know, killing some people, yes. <laughs> kicking kick butt. Yeah. yeah. True story, murder
2: memoir, mea culpa. I probably said that wrong. Oh, I don't know. It's, and it doesn't look like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Well, those are the well, movies. I mean, those are the books that are going to be movies this year.
1: Yeah. And I love to read a book. That's going to be a movie.
2: I really do like to read the book before I see a movie.
1: Yeah. It's Me so too. Good.
2: So good.
0: If a friend asks how you're doing.
2: Um, okay, Megan. Yeah. That was a really good conversation about all these books and stuff. So fun. So, real quick, the last book you read?
1: The last book I read actually was, um, a friend of ours. Well, Jared Hanks. Uh huh. Um, we're, we're good friends with his sister, Annie Lent. Um, he is just wrote a novel and it's, you know, going to get published. And so he let me read it, the draft, and I'm giving it to you next actually. And it's called bloodless Christ. Uh And it was so good, Jamie. I mean, I can't wait. And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. Um, but right now I'm reading a book called shotgun love songs by Nicholas Butler. And it's set in Wisconsin, small town, Wisconsin. And it's about all these friends and, um, them coming back and it's, Told from each of their point of view. Each chapter is a different person's Ooh, point of view. I like those. Yes, yeah. and one of the one of the friends gets really famous, and but he keeps coming back, and so it's just okay. about that. Yeah, that sounds like a good summer read. Oh, it's really good. It's a great summer read. Yeah.
2: Okay. When I was at the beach, I read, um, I read um, Bossy Pants. Finally, so funny. Yes, I read that literally in like a day on the beach. So um, I read bossy pants. I read Harry Potter. I told you that uh-huh. I read the faults on our stars. Yes. And then I read a book called popular, um, about a girl who wrote her kind of like a story to high school girls. Um, yeah. it was good. And then right now I just started traveling mercies.
3: Yes. Which
2: good. I've never read. I've only read one of, um, Anne Lamont's book called bird by bird, which I've talked about before. Um, yeah. but so I'm excited to get into this. Awesome. Have you read traveling mercies?
1: Yes, a long time ago, like senior year in high school, a long time ago.
2: Okay, so I'm excited to get into that, and then I'm going to start Divergent. Yes. Or the second Harry Potter, I can't decide.
1: I know, that's the only one of my Harry Potter books I can't find. I probably loaned it to somebody. We already bought it, Caden's reading it right now. Well, if you're out there and you have my Harry Potter book, give it back. (laughs) Call now, (laughs) call now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, Megan.
2: Thank you so much. I hope you yeah. have a good week. I'm glad that you're out of school.
1: Yes, um, me too. Summer
2: break is the best. I love that you always say summer Megan is so fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Summer Megan is out. I love it. Out. I love it. I know. I like wait till everyone's getting off work. I'm like, hey, you want to go do something? <laughs> They're like, I'm ready. Oh, i got to wake up at 7 a.m. I'm
2: like, oh, oh, okay. Not me. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thanks okay. for being a guest on Happy Hour. It's been so yeah. fun talking to you. Um, and have a great week.
0: Okay,
2: you too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed Megan so much. I love having her as a guest. Um, Thanks for listening this far. I want you to know some other guests coming up in the next couple of months are Rachel McCoy. Janet Reeves and Melanie Schenkel. You can read Megan's post about the R word on my website, jamieivy.com. And in fact, all the show notes are on my website, jamievy.com. Thanks so much, friends, and we'll see you next week.
3: Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends.